Hello, welcome back to Lead Your Tribe. My name is Kyle Wood, and with me is my co-host... Dale Sawbottom. G'day, Kyle. Hey, Dale. Dale, today we are talking about uncertainty. Now, this is something that comes up a lot in running a business, in leading people, in trying to you know motivate people and, and inspire and get people to engage. Uh, it, we're always looking for proven ways to do these things, how how we can guarantee success. Um, and I think, you know, this year overall has really shown us how much, how little we have under our control um, and how we don't realize it. There's always a lot of uncertainty going on. We just don't think about it. Just sometimes we're more aware of it than other times. So um, we, uh, I got a message from you yesterday, which sparked the inspiration for this episode <laughs> uh, as the last episode was uh, or the episode we recorded last week is meant to be our last one for the year. Uh, but this, yeah, we've got a bonus episode today <laughs> <laughs> we do, to mate, talk we about do. this. So um, uh, do you want to tell us what a little bit about what happened yesterday? Yeah. So, um, well, last, like, well, you're going to listen to next week's, last week's episode next week, and it'll be a recap of the year. And I, I thought essentially we're done for the year, Kyle. And um, the reason for that is that uh, yesterday, which was a Tuesday, um, my wife was booked in to have a C-section, our baby's breach. And um, so we had the date all locked in. And um, anyway, we're pretty excited about it. It's our first child. And so we went to the hospital and Bree had fasted all day and done all this. And we ended up sitting in the hospital uh, for about seven hours, sitting in a like this stinking hospital room. And we're, we're for some reason sharing a room, which we knew we weren't supposed to be. And this lady just had another baby and people coming in. And uh, anyway, it was just a really, yeah, ba- <laughs> wasn't a bad experience, but they kept bumping, like something kept happening. They kept bumping it. And, oh, you'll be soon, you'll be soon. And then this nurse came in, go, oh, Bree, you ready to go? Da-da-da. You're having twins. I'm like, oh, I said, I don't think we're having oh, no. twins, love. I go, I go, that's a massive shock. And I go, a lot of ultrasound. Surely we're having twins. And, oh, we've got the wrong, we've got the wrong person. So I'm like, oh, cool. So oh, then no. we got ready and I got, I look like I was calling myself George Clooney from ER. Like I had the full scrubs oh, on. Yeah. I was ready to rock and uh-huh. pre had a gown on. And so anyway, then they oh, put God. us back and we so waited. Got and we got that far. And then it was, oh, I don't know, it was about four o'clock and we'd been there since, I don't know, eight o'clock in the morning. And um, the head of the hospital come in and, and just said, out of our control, things have got bumped and been emergencies and um, we can't do you today. And oh, and it was pretty emotional. Like we've been pretty anxious and, and so excited, I suppose. And um, then he goes, oh, we can't do you on Tuesday. We're going to have to do it on Thursday. I'm like, what? Anyway, I said to you before, I normally would have gone off my head because it's so emotional. I just felt really sorry for Breach going through it and obviously nine months came to baby and Anyway, I've been really positive and everything about it, but um, yeah, it's been a pretty hard 24 hours, to be honest, mate. And um, I know things are out of our control and that's, you know, trying to focus on the things I can control and I've tried to do that really well. And um, hence I said to you, we're going to try and wrap this up because I just want to be around Bree at the moment. And um, yeah, obviously Thursday, everything will be forgotten, hopefully, and um, it'll be a funny yeah. story one day, but sort of when you're living in it, it's... Um, it is oh, quite yeah. tough, and, and we we had a rough night last night. I'm not going to lie, and um, yeah, so hopefully people can relate to that story. But also, um, you know, what we're going to talk about today are, are things that you can control, and it doesn't matter if this is your business, your personal life, wherever you are, um, you're always you can always take control of certain things, and um, 
sometimes it's hard to see that in the moment. And uh, yeah, so that that's the story that I've gone through. And um, yeah, so when you messaged uh, yesterday and said, oh, would you like to do a podcast? I'm like, I actually really would. But um, for Bree, she's like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm like, oh, um, I, I don't know. And, and, and it's really hard when you get so caught up and invested in things, it's hard to see other opportunities. And so I'm looking at this as an opportunity, whereas she's not. And um, yeah, so I suppose there's two different sides of it and everything like this, but hopefully when this uh, episode does go live, I'll, I'll be a father. And um, <laughs> yeah, at the moment I'm not yeah. though. So anyway, mate, that's that's my story and listeners, um, yeah, if you can relate to that, cool. If not, um, there will be other things. In 2020, it's, as we said, Kyle, it has been massively uncertain. So today, just focusing on things you can. And I know you've got some great questions that um, I'm sure people um, – contemplate go through at any stage it doesn't have to be through a pregnancy or through 2020 um these are questions that you know will arise all the time mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's really tough and i i hadn't even thought about the fasting part of it like that's gonna she that's was gonna throw you off your game like, as I, tried well. to fast. Yeah. I eat a lot Kyle, and so i didn't want to <laughs> eat in front of her so i was getting really angry she goes you need to eat because you you're not a good person when you're hungry so <laughs> oh, anyway it was just a, it was a schmozzle <laughs> yeah yeah <sighs> yeah uh anyway yes tomorrow will be the big day less than 24 hours hopefully and um I have my fingers crossed for you thanks mate appreciate it yeah uh so yeah one I was thinking about uncertainty because it's something I've struggled with personally um a lot like especially it's just something I never thought I'd have to deal with in relation to a business but of course so much of running a business is uncertainty because you're always doing things that you're not really sure if it'll work and a lot of the times there's not a blueprint out there that you can follow. You might be able to learn some things from one person here and learn some things there. Um, so one question that comes up a lot is uh, that, you know, when you're starting a new business or a new, you've got a new product or service you want to offer, before we even start, we're looking to answer the question, how can I 100% guarantee success on this? Like what can I do? to make sure that this works because I don't want to invest time in this until I know it's going to work. What do you, what do you have to say about it, Dale? <laughs> I always laugh at this so, because it'd be like, uh, it'd be nice to know what stocks are going to rise in 2021 so I could <laughs> invest in those or if I knew if gold was going to go up, I could get on that. Do you know what I mean? Or if I knew yeah. who's going to win the races over the weekend, I'd load up and put them in a quaddy. or do you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. you can't, predict the future and um and if people listen to this ep- uh, this podcast for a while they would have heard some of our stories of like complete and utter disasters if you want to call yeah. them in business but <laughs> you don't know until you try and and i think even if it doesn't work how you want it to you'll find a way to make it work but that's your lesson you're going to take forward so if you are in business if you are creating if you are investing in yourself 
then you've just got to go all in and, and back yourself, all right? And um, maybe there, there are ways. I know, Kyle, we've spoken about don't create everything before, like do testing versions and things like that. You're very yeah. good at that. And I know, I know people follow you and listen to what you talk about. You're very big on testing the waters first, whereas I'm not. I don't test anything. I just believe in myself and I'll, I'll create it. And so yeah. I've got some things that are pretty average that took a lot of time out of my life. But, um, yeah, I'm finding ways to use them and I'll learn from it and I'll make it better. So for me, um, it is a really hard thing to overcome because I think a lot of people look at it as failure. Oh, it didn't work. That's a failure on me. It's not. It's definitely not. It's a lesson. No, yeah. You're backing yourself in. You've got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else is. So um, I don't know if that answers it, but there's no way around it. You just have to. You just have to open the door and give it a crack, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess in a way you are testing, aren't you, when you're I mean, you're just testing with finished products, you know, in a way. <laughs> right. Like, it still ends up being trial, sort of a bit of a trial and error process. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a test pilot program at the moment and it's tough. Like, I have, uh, I can see already a few mistakes that I've made and it's like, lessons. Sort of take, take backsies. But yeah, and that's right. And it's like, I really am having to reframe them and be and be very conscious about that that i make that reframe that i'm learning this is the first time doing it this is the point of this program is that it's for learning there there are going to be mistakes going in and it's just going to improve the program later um where there has been times where i've been you know really doubting the whether it's even a good program because I've made a few mistakes, but I'm like discounting a whole bunch of good stuff and focusing on this like little. Yeah. Do you think as well, sorry to cut you off, the way you're talking to yourself, um, I've always found this, that, you know what I mean, the failure, mistake, yeah. instead of a lesson, you need yeah, to, yeah. I think it's really important the way you reframe yourself and the way we talk to ourselves because you would never ever speak to somebody the way we speak to ourselves. And that's the that's yeah. the first thing I always say. You've got to love yourself and believe in yourself and be kind to yourself. And it's a really simple thing. Like I'm just listening to you there, that they're not failures, that they're not mistakes, they're lessons. Like a little yeah. thing. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and that's what I've been, I guess, trying to be aware of is like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that thing of like, you know, the story I'm telling myself type thing to like reframe those messages that are going through your head. Like, oh, it's not working. It doesn't, it's like, ah, oh, the story I'm telling myself is that this is not working. And then suddenly that like lets you observe your thoughts rather than just be stuck in your thoughts. So yeah. I find that helpful. Yeah. And I, I, think- I, I see it all the time, mate. I see the way people will put themselves down and be so harsh to themselves. I'm like, mm. oh, you, you can't do that. And I, we're, I think we're all listening. We've all done it. And I used to do it all the time and, um, you just, I don't know, it's one thing that you really need to try and change. And if that's something you know you do, maybe that's something you try and change for 2021. It's such a simple thing to do, but it'll have a profound effect on, you know, your whole life, not just your business. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, school sort of conditions us to need to have that like step-by-step and that certainty because in school you always, you start here and you sort of end up over here. And you know that if you start there, you're going to end up over here. <laughs> but like, it, and it is such a, bro- like such a change of mindset than going into business 
where you start here and you might end up back over here. <laughs> you might end up here. Yes. You kind of don't know. Like, you and you go like stuff. this the whole way. Like, you, yeah. there's no straight line. It's not like going yeah, year seven, absolutely. year eight, year nine, year 10. It, like, yes. And, that's, and no. I talk about this all the time. School is not created for business owners. School is not yeah. created for people that want to try something to be innovative. And I think it's a broken system in that way. Um, I don't want to get yep. into this because another whole, yeah. whole debate, but they don't equip us with the resources or the confidence or the knowledge to build a business or to create. It's it's really structured. And that's the same as school. Each year you progress. It's like a game. It's just a really poorly designed game. Um, I use that yeah. a lot in my talks and you're probably well aware of that. And that's what business is. It's, <laughs> it's not this perfectly bl- blueprint thing that is just going to work. It might work for some people like that, but let's be honest, you'd see all these memes or things on, like instead of a straight line, it's all these squiggly things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it couldn't be more correct. That That is essentially what mm-hmm. you're doing. It, so, so true. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, all right. So I've got another sort of common question that I oh, hear people talk about. Yeah. So another question I feel like that comes up around uncertainty is when we have to interact with other people. So, you know, we're both in the fitness industry and are often trainers would ask questions about their client, like a particular client who maybe is like being disruptive or not, um, not making changes you know, that they would like them to make or um, or maybe just leaving. And so, you know, the question's always framed in different ways, but I think often what someone's asking when we, when we sort of see another person as the problem and that this other person needs to change in order for the problem to be fixed is we're really asking, how can I change someone else's mind or how can I change other people's minds? <laughs> What do you and, reckon uh, to this? I want to hear your response to this. <laughs> I'm laughing. I think it's funny. Well, I mean, I th- yeah, that is kind of like rule 101 for um, for anything. I mean, I think they even do it in like, you know, the, the as part of like the 12-step program. Like, no, it's not one of the 12 steps, but it's one of the, the things they focus on, which is like you can only change yourself. You can't change other people. Um, obviously, we want to like encourage as leaders we want to encourage change in other people but it's again it's not something it's uncertain it's not something we can guarantee is going to happen so that's the short answer yeah <laughs> i don't even i don't even know where to start with that because it is <laughs> such a when you think about that question i laugh because it is so ridiculous but i don't know until you believe in yourself and have the confidence um you you always worry about what other people think, and particularly when you're starting out something new. And the biggest advice I always say to people is no one actually cares what you're doing because they're so invested in what they're doing in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't worry about them. They yeah. and, and and a lot of time if they, they give you negative feedback or they're, they're probably not as supportive you want, sometimes I've felt, particularly through experience, is that it might – it might mean that they're a little bit jealous or they're a little bit envious that you're stepping out and doing something that deep down they may want to do. Um, and they probably don't mean to do this, but instead of supporting, they will, you know what I mean? They might be a little bit negative. I don't, I don't know if you've experienced this, Kyle, but I know I have. Um, and it's really funny when you just keep backing yourself, backing yourself. After two or three years, those people come around and they end up being your biggest supporters. And I'm not saying <laughs> that's with everybody. Um 
Definitely not with everybody, but um, I'm sure people listening can relate to that as well. And it is really hard because these people you love, you trust, they're in your life. You want you want their support, you want their guidance, you want their encouragement, but it's not yeah. always going to happen. And um, that's just the reality of it, that um, firstly, they may be envious, they may be jealous, and often they're so caught up in what they're doing in their life that they don't even care anyway, right? And that's yeah. not to burst your bubble. Um, yeah. but, you know, you just got to move on from that, and that's as simple as I can say that. Yeah. Well, it's like a thing with, uh, you know, read some parenting books these days and they always say that looking at long-term with kids' behavior when they grow up, it's that they almost always, like, even if they go off and even have, like, you know, substance problems or, you know, like, you know, like some pretty serious different problems, yeah. um, they kind of always end up course-correcting at some point in their life to the behavior their parents modeled, not what they told them, but what they modeled. So it's something, you know, as a parent, I always try to remind myself like not to get too, not to get too invested in those daily battles to like change my toddler's mind, which is yeah, like yeah. futile, Impossible. <laughs> but instead keep focusing on like, well, what, what is she seeing me do? You know, is she seeing me sit on the couch, you know, looking at my phone or is she, you know, or is she seeing me like engage with her or doing activities that I enjoy? Um, you know, just all those little things. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. We take that, that is so true. And um, I'll bring this back to school. And that's one thing I always used to have a bane with that parents would come in and they would blame the teachers for the issues that these kids were having. And I'm like, we're not the ones that are the role models here. We may be able to help them, but at home is where they learn. And it's essential yeah. that like, you, everybody's a role model and people are watching. So if you want to be a role model in your industry, it's not just the way you show up for your business. It's the way you show up in life. It's the way you yeah. show up wherever you go. It's your routines you put in place, the, the non-negotiables you have, your energy, all right, the way you treat people. It's, it's the same as parenting. It's the same as anything. And um, – I couldn't agree more with that. And the way you can change people's minds is trying to block that out and being your own person, believing in yeah. yourself and backing yourself. And um, yeah. I think that relates to anything, parenting, working, life, friends, family, relationships. It doesn't matter where you are. Be yourself, back yourself. And 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 in the end, the true light will come out and people will embrace you. They'll, they'll be proud of what you achieve, but don't expect the pat on the back all the time because it's definitely not going to be there. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in, integrity, especially when I was getting started online, that's a word I really fixated on was that concept of integrity where that's like the way you behave when no one's looking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's like how, how are you behaving, what choices are you making there when no one is looking over your shoulder when, um, yeah, and that that's kind of where you want to be almost at your best. Um because that will seep back into those other aspects of your life. And yep. and I guess like one thing we should mention is that you'll doing this will impact some people, will affect other people, will inspire other people to perhaps change. But you, you'll never get you'll never get everyone. Um, and and that's just part of it. Like like you said, everyone's got their own stuff going on. Yeah. Um, they might have something they're dealing with that you can't even fathom um that's holding them back from being able to like make changes and no matter what you do to try and change them you never change them because you can't understand what they're going through so 
uh, it definitely something to keep in mind when you've got a troublesome client or friend or even family member. Like we said, like it doesn't just happen in in a in a business. Yeah, and, and with that, mate, it's a great point. And um, I know when I go into a new group or I'm running a keynote or a workshop or whatever, there'll always be one or two skeptics at the back of the room that don't want to engage, that think they may be better than me or they may know more or they just don't want a bar of it. And um, at the start, it's very hard not to focus on those two, like the one or two mm. percent of the whole room. Very hard not to use your energy. (laughs) And people always say to me, how do we win over the people that don't want to be engaged? And I'm like, who cares about those people? They're missing out. Look at them. They're losers. They're holding up the wall at the back. They think they're that cool. Look (laughs) at the rest of us. We are dominating having fun. And eventually, you'll win them over because you don't care about them. And it's exactly the same with blocking out people that are not on the same path or don't have the same passion that you do. Focus on the people that do. Focus on your good clients. Mm. Focus on the focus on the things that you know bring joy. Don't worry about those negative nallies or negative nigels, the lemon suckers. Let them stand at the back and judge. Let them not enjoy what you're trying to create. All right, um, and and you can never win them over. All right, it, they may never come around, and that's reality of life. So um, I always get that question every time. How do we engage the ones that don't want to be? Who cares about them? Let them keep doing what they're doing. And it's the same with your business. Focus on the good people. And that and that's all I'm going to say about that because it's so true. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Rant. <laughs> that made me think of this is like mini TED talk that Derek Sivers does. It's like how to lead a movement. And it's Great. just like Love him it. narrating. It's really good. You, like, you like that one? Yeah. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, yeah, but I'll look it up. Yep. Um, and that's, yeah, that's great. So check out the show notes for that. TED Talks are recorded live at the TED Conference. This episode features entrepreneur Derek Sivers. This talk contains powerful visuals. Find it on video at TED.com. Here's Derek Sivers. So ladies and gentlemen, at TED, we talk a lot about leadership and how to make a movement. So let's watch a movement happen, start to finish in under three minutes and dissect some lessons from it. First, of course you know, a leader needs the guts to stand out and be ridiculed. (laughs) But what he's doing is so easy to follow. So here's his first follower with a crucial role. He's going to show everyone else how to follow. Now notice that the leader embraces him as an equal. So now it's not about the leader anymore, it's about them, plural. Now, there he is calling to his friends. Now, if you notice that the first follower is actually an underestimated form of leadership in itself. It takes guts to stand out like that. The first follower is what transforms a lone nut into a leader. (laughs) And here comes a second follower. Now it's not a lone nut, it's not two nuts. Three is a crowd, and a crowd is news. So a movement must be public. It's important to show not just the leader, but the followers, because you find that new followers emulate the followers, not the leader. Now here come two more people, and immediately after, three more people. Now we've got momentum. This is the tipping point. Now we've got a movement. (laughs) So notice that as more people join in, it's less risky. So those that were sitting on the fence before now have no reason not to. They won't stand out. They won't be ridiculed but they will be part of the in-crowd if they hurry. So, <laughs> over the next minute, you'll see all of the, uh, those that prefer to stick with the crowd because eventually they would be ridiculed for not joining in. 
And that's how you make a movement. But let's recap some lessons from this. So first, if you are the type, like the shirtless dancing guy, that is standing alone, remember the importance of nurturing your first few followers as equals. So it's clearly about the movement, not you. <laughs> okay, but we might have missed the real lesson here. The biggest lesson, if you noticed, did you catch it? Is that leadership is over-glorified. That yes, it was the shirtless guy was first, and he'll get all the credit, but it was really the first follower that transformed the lone nut into a leader. So as we're told that we should all be leaders, that would be really ineffective. If you really care about starting a movement, have the courage to follow and show others how to follow. And when you find a lone nut doing something great, have the guts to be the first one to stand up and join in. And what a perfect place to do that, Ted. Thanks. <laughs> That was Derek Sivers, recorded at TED 2010 in Long Beach, California, February 2010. For more information on TED, visit TED.com. Yes, so on to... Okay, so I have like one more thing that, that comes up, which is, I guess, related to everything. But uh, say it's, it's a good example. Like yesterday is a good example for you, which is, you know, what do I do when the situation's out of my control so maybe you work somewhere where you've got like a boss who's really overbearing or has crazy rules that is sort of holding you back or yeah or like yesterday where you're at you know the doctor's office or you know you're waiting somewhere going to uh the Vic Rose <laughs> you know like TV, you know like having to wait having to take a number and just sit there like uh I was just thinking that because in America they're always talking about the DMV and it's like it's so funny how it's like in a different country and yet the experience is so similar <laughs> to what it's like here in Australia uh or you're waiting on a for your internet or telecommunications uh, like, yeah, yeah, you know, oh my I'll god your internet's out Wow, yeah. Mate, we'll, we'll come in. Oh, well, there'll be someone there today between nine and five. You can't uh, yeah. say that. I'll just sit at home and wait all day. Yeah, no other yeah. business does that. Imagine as I always say, this, oh, I run a fitness business. Imagine if I said to my PT clients, I'll just come between nine and five and I'll fit you in. You may sit there for three hours. Oh, it pisses me off, that does. How do they get away with it? Oh, yeah. outrageous. Yep. Sorry, mate. Yep. Rant. I'm no, no, rant it's today. true. They've got us over a barrel. So what, what can we do? And I know you like listed off some things before we started the call. What are some things we can do when we're in a situation that's outside of our control? Yeah. So with, with this, mate, so um, one of the things that um, a lot of corporates and schools and sports clubs have, uh, have done a lot of virtual um, professional developments on this this year just because the uncertainty and people are all over yeah. the shop. You know, they're working at home. And so I've called it staying on top of your game. Um and I think the game part's important because work's a game, life's a game, business is a game, relationships are a game, and it's how you show up all the time. And um, I go through a number of different things on there. And one of the things I do speak about in um, this presentation is um, perception versus reality. And I think a lot of time when you're caught up in the negatives, um, there's been a great book I read this year by Eddie Jucko, 101-year-old survivor of the Holocaust, the happiest man on the world. And I don't know if you've read it, Kyle, or seen it. Anyway, um, amazing book. You should check it out if you're listening. But he also does a TED Talk. He did it as a 99-year-old. Now, I know how hard it is to do a TED Talk. And you watch <laughs> this, Eddie, and he's all about kindness and he doesn't hate anybody. He went through the Holocaust. Like, it, 
It's amazing. So if you are feeling a little bit down or things aren't fair, watch that. It is the biggest perception reality check you've ever got. Anyway, I talk about that and then I finish off with um, my 10-step KISS program. Keep it simple, side bottom, all right? So 10 steps that you can choose about. And I go through, obviously, these in a little bit more detail, but um, these are the 10 and I'll go through them, Kyle, and at the end, if you want, if we want to talk about any, we don't have to talk about them all, but maybe pick out a couple that really resonate or you want to know a little bit more about and we can talk about together. So the first one is choose to be positive. All right. And I'm I'm listening, I'm reading these now and thinking about my experience yesterday because that's the first thing I did. I chose to be positive. That was one thing that I could do. Number two is eat, move and sleep. Um Right, and take that however you want. I think that's important. Three is socialize. Um, we are creative beasts, and I think more so than ever in 2020, we've realized the power of human connection and how we do it. Number four, be grateful. Um, so we're going to relate this back to yesterday. I was actually grateful that my unborn baby and my wife were safe. We were all, there was no issues, you know what I mean? So that's something to be really grateful for. Um, number five, play to your strengths. All right, and um, I think we've spoke about this on our questions that you brought up a few times, Scott, play to your strengths, do what works well for you. Number six is awesome. Be kind. So simple. Take that however you want. And that relates back to obviously Eddie Jaco and um, his happiest man on earth. Um, book's amazing. I couldn't recommend it well enough. Number seven, get organized. Because when we are not organized, we have anxiety. We get stressed. When you are on top of things, being organized is one of the numbers one biggest factors in staying on top of your game. Number eight, work sensible hours. And I think that's really important, particularly this year when, you know, work-life balance is, I don't really believe in that anyway, but um, that it's just been all skew-whiffed and people are working ridiculous hours. Number nine is probably my favorite, look in the mirror and be your own best mate. If you don't love yourself, no one else is going to be and speak kindly to yourself. Um, and number 10, Kyle, is talk, reach out for help. If things are not going well, talk to other people, share that burden, particularly like to sharing what, I went through yesterday talking about on a podcast. It actually helps um, mm. and other people can relate to it. So you're not a burden. You are a burden if you're just dumping information on somebody and going, oh, I feel better now. That person doesn't. But when you're talking about it to help others and share your experiences, that's, you know, when it's liberating and it does help. So they're my 10 steps and people, you, you can think about them however you want. I don't know. Is there any there that really stick out to you, Kyle? No, I think they were pretty. They seemed pretty self self explanatory. They're really simple, to me. They're and, really and simple, I really mate. liked them. I really liked. Uh, I think the being kind thing that was that was a big one. You know, I think uh, sometimes we almost go into that like fight or flight mode when we've got that uncertainty, and we can lash out at, at people around us or be overly judgmental. Uh, and I think yeah, just reframing that to be to be like, oh, how, how can I be kind to this other person? And, and then how can I be kind to myself in this moment? Yeah, massive. Yeah. yeah. I think I, like I that. think that's one of the, the biggest things that when people talk about kindness and things, it's always random acts of kindness or it's always doing nice things for other people. Like before you can be nice to other people, you need to be nice to yourself. And it comes back exactly what we've spoken about today, the way you talk to yourself, the way you – reframe things the way you look down upon yourself and I we all do it and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it but when you start thinking about it 
and you start putting other people's kindness first, and you really need to look about, all right, am I actually being kind to myself? Am I being my own best mate? Am I looking in that rear vision mirror, and do I love that person? If not, what can I do to change that? Because it's really hard for anybody else to love you unless you love yourself, and that and that is, I know it's, it's confronting for some people, but for me, mate, that's one of the biggest areas I've worked on, and um, yeah, I'm really kind to myself now because I only get one me so I don't want to be mean to it and it's the same as you know why do we be yeah, I just we beat ourselves up too much and it's something that needs to change I, I hear it too much mate and and for me that's yeah I've done about four rants today I'm on <laughs> right like letting everything out yeah <laughs> in a nice way <laughs> yeah uh and I, something I thought of while you're talking there was like that all of these things are intentional I feel like sometimes it, you might use something like this as another way to beat yourself up even. Oh, I wasn't kind to that person or I wasn't and it or I, I'm just not that kind of person. Oh, I'm just not that kind of person. Yeah. It's like Yuck. but it's a, it's an intentional purposeful um actions that you're taking while you're experiencing the uncertainty. Um and it and and the more uncertainty there is, the harder it is going to be. I think that's worth saying to to stay, you know, stay the course and, and you, and yeah, and you'll mess up sometimes. Sometimes you'll have bad days. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you have just bad moments and then you can just course correct again. But it's that intentional, like, keep coming back to this stuff. And I'll, I'll put these 10 points in the show notes definitely. So people can refer back to them. Yeah, mate. And, and that's the thing. Like, it, they're not, they're not rocket science. And I think that's why uh, it, it's very simple because we all know that doing these, focusing on, and I always say at the end of the PD, because this is how I finish my virtual sessions, pick two or three of those and implement them for a week. Really focus on them. Be conscious of your choice. um, And and you can just start building on it. I know the ones that really stick out for me, guys, eat, move, and sleep. Um, If you're Mm -hmm. eating healthy, you're moving your body, and you're getting seven to eight hours sleep, I can guarantee most of the other things will take care of themselves. And you'll see a common theme there. Choose to be positive. Be grateful. Play to your strengths. Be kind. Be your own best mate. There's five of them there that are about being happy, being grateful, be kind. And they're all very similar. Um, and I, I intentionally do that because, as I said today, yeah, we're, we're too harsh on ourselves. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll check those in the show notes, guys, and check them out. And, um, yeah, let us know. You might have you might have other ones that we could add to the list. Um, I'm always willing to try new things and trying to learn as well. So, um, yeah, reach out to us. I know on our website, ledyourtribe.co, uh, that you know you can you can reach out, you can send a voice message or whatever, and we'll, we'll be able to talk about that. Obviously, in 2021, when we kickstart things again, great man. Yeah, absolutely. All righty. Anything, anything else you want to add there, or are we into? Uh, no, I'm all good. Right here, right now. Go for it, mate. You're up, great man. I was wondering if we'd even do this one today because yeah. surely because you got something on your mind. One. No, never. That's how uh, we roll, mate. I think uh, so. I think the big thing is like last week. I mean, we obviously, which will be next week for those of you listening. We're going to talk about <laughs> our, our yearly review. Um, so I've just been reflecting on it, and like this year has been a really. Um, you know, tough year in in an unusual sense in that there's been that sort of low-level stress 
in the background the whole time, you know, even remembering, you know, take your face mask with you, you know, when you go out and stuff like that. There's just these like little additional things that, um, that have changed the way we, uh, just, just, just added things to our lives. And I think sometimes we only really think about stress as being these like big impacts, these big things that happen, but that low level stress can, can really build up if you're not getting a chance to, to release and have some relief from it. So what I'm leading to is taking time off at the end of the year. Um, Mm. and I'm, I'm going to be taking time off from, uh, like the week that Christmas is at the end of. So like the 21st or something, uh, and then through till the like second last week of, of January, it'll be about five weeks. So I'll still be doing bits and pieces, um, you know, connecting with you, connecting with people in my pilot program, but we're getting everything else set up on autopilot so that, so that I can take most of that time off and really just focus on family and, and catching up. You know, it's a time of year when you catch up with a lot of friends and family and I don't want to be like rushing off to my office to do work and things like that. I want to be able to be fully present and enjoy that, um, enjoy the beach and all of that kind of stuff. And this has been a, a hard learned lesson over several years of trying to do both. Um, and then because with that, I feel like we put a lot of pressure on, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do all these amazing things the next year. <laughs> so, you know, January 1st rocks around and I'm like, oh my God, it's like utterly overwhelmed with all these projects and ideas that I'm going to do in 2020, <laughs> you know, 2021. And as we saw this year, like, you know, everything could change anyway. But um, yeah, for me, really trying to plan out like a cruisy January that kind of ramps up. So we start out very basic and then like each week adding a bit more to my plate and really give myself that space to chill, have a few beers, go to the beach, uh, cook some food, um, read a book, you know, uh, and just do like nothing some of the time, not feel like I have to be like doing things all the time. Yeah. I think, uh, mate, that's uh, so true. And I think for people listening that are business owners, you need to give yourself permission to have a break. Like mm. I didn't do it. For, I didn't do it for a lot of years because I'm like, oh, I got to keep going, got to keep going. But yeah, you're not burning out, mate. Like you do have to have that time, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the key for me has been that that ramping back up again when I come back. Before I used to just be like, I'm back today, and it was too much. But I, so I find for me, like if I take some time off, uh, have a bit of a strategy of like, hey, you're going to go back to work. Um, just so you're not trying to do because because you've had to, it's kind of like if you like t- took some time off doing workouts and stuff like that and then you just went in and smashed yourself at the gym the next day at least for me it's a very similar experience uh so yeah so that would be my advice and and not to with with you there like no one really cares when you come back to work or not mate do you know what i mean like if yeah. we're talking <laughs> if we're talking about today's episode no one really gives a shit like to be honest like yeah yeah it- <laughs> yeah but i put like, so much pressure yeah yeah you're yeah. right yeah like why? Like I, I'm the same. Like I'm like, do people, who cares? Like do you know what I mean? But <laughs> we put these deadlines or dates, and when we don't meet it, we really negative self talk to ourselves, and we put ourselves down. No one else is caring. They probably don't even know we're doing that, but we've hyped it up. Does that? Do you yep. get that? Like it really? Yes, absolutely. It's so true. Yeah. Um, 
I can guarantee people listening resonate with that 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. Crazy. So uh, I'm the same, mate. Um, I think that was one of the things I was most annoyed with uh, with the whole experience yesterday is that I was set for, like I'd, I'd cancelled work, I, I'd done all these things and I'm like, well, that I run my own business. That could have been a couple extra days for me to work and um, bring money in And because I'm going to take about six or seven weeks off. I think um, I got my first speaking gig in Darwin in around the 20th of January. So I'll be going there, and um, which would be nice to travel again, be an aeroplane and, and speak in front of audiences. It's been something I miss. But, um, yeah, for me, I'm going to take that time as well, mate, and so valuable that the biggest thing you mentioned there, and um, I had a righty right now, I'm not even going to bring it up, being present. A lot of time people think for Christmas we get presents. The greatest present you can give yourself is allowing yourself to be present and yeah. giving that present to the people you're with. Um, and that is something that I did not do for years. I was never present anywhere I was. And um, going through this process of writing uh, my book, All Work, No Play, be out May next year, little plug, but um, just thinking back over my life and the stories I've had, where I've missed out on situations like this because I, I've been too busy about building businesses or um, where I'm going or things like that. And I have actually not enjoyed the present or the process. Um, so if you are listening, it's all well and good to have a business and things like that, but be kind to yourself and, and put it aside. Um, if you need to keep working, and I understand some people do, set barriers of when you're working and when you're not. You know, like Really get organized over this period. So that means when you are not working, you're not working and your brain's not working. Um, easier said than done, and I know I still battle with it. Um, and that's why I've just got to fully stop, Kyle, because – I'm a yeah. I'm a workaholic. I can't stop yeah. that. So I I physically have to. And for me, that works. Um, everyone's different, and um, we God, I know you're the same. We both give you permission to do that over the Christmas break. 2020 has yeah. been a shit year, all right, for business owners in so many different ways. Uncertainty, stress, anxiety. You need to have a break, um, and yeah. that's what I'll be doing. So I know this wasn't our yearly review, and you can get excited because we're going to give you more gold like this today. Um, sorry for swearing. I just think it's sometimes with a swear word, it's really important. It emphasizes that this needs to be done. And, uh, yeah. yeah, we're both taking a break. Yee-hee. So, Kyle, from me, mate, have a wonderful Christmas and uh, New Year and everything like that, mate. It's been a blast, and I know we'll reflect on this more about the process and, and getting the band back together, mate. Um, so, yeah, thanks again, great man. <laughs> All right. Uh, best of luck tomorrow if all goes well, and uh, looking forward to seeing some pictures. And and thank you for doing this today, and it was I, I personally really appreciate it, and it was really good to catch up with you. Thanks, mate. That was good. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, if my story resonates with anyone, then uh, again, <laughs> choose to be grateful and find the positive in the negative. I think that's where we're sort of coming with the uncertainty. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Peace out. Speak to you soon. Bye. Catch up.